0: Welcome everyone to the Shea in Japan podcast. This is episode number three. Yeah, I haven't had the um, the best track record on this, but that will be uh remedied uh very soon, I believe. So uh today on the podcast, I'm uh, I'm gonna be live streaming this one, just like I did my last one. Uh the topic that I have chosen is hiking in japan something i've done a little bit of and i'll probably um, talk about some other things too especially with the uh, the viewer chat as well if anyone has any questions or or topics they'd like uh, to hear about or talk about uh, i will be um, monitoring that as well but i'll talk a little bit about my, uh, my hiking experiences, and I have a, um, an interesting uh, story that happened to me a few years ago. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's get this podcast started. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, today's uh, topic, as I said before, is, 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 is uh, hiking. Oh, hey, we have Subwoof. Hello, Subwoof. Yeah, black screen to start it off for the intro, but you got me now. So um, I'm going to start off uh, talking a little bit about uh, hiking in Japan and what got me into it. And uh, if you don't really know uh hiking is is one of the um J- japan is uh, is one of the better countries i've found uh to go hiking in. it just has such natural uh beauty uh that you can just find almost anywhere in this country um it's you know uh, a lot of people's image of japan is you know uh, tokyo the big city and everything but majority of japan is uh it's quite a Quite rural and uh, has lots of beautiful forest and lots of beautiful uh, landscape around. So um, that uh, that in itself l- leads the country to be a great one to explore. So um, I to to start off before I moved to Japan, I, I wasn't really too much of a hiker. I enjoyed the outdoors and camping a little bit, but I'm I never really went uh, hiking too much, but, uh, you know, I would, I would do it occasionally. And, you know, in, in Texas, I find North central Texas, while it has its own beauty. It's just not, uh, for me, it's not that fun to go around, um, hiking there. I mean, I, I've, I grew up there, so I've seen it all. I, I feel like, but when I moved here, um, a coworker. At uh the job I worked at at the time he he was really into hiking, and um he invited me to to go hiking uh, invited a few of us to go hiking with him and that was my first uh hiking experience in Japan. I believe I climbed Mount Shibutsu, which is in Gunma prefecture and uh, that's what got me started on on a on a hiking uh, on a love of of hiking and in the nature of japan um first time I'd ever climbed uh, a mountain before so by the end of the day I was really dead tired um but it was rewarding enough to where I uh I really wanted to to do it again and again and again um Japan has um 100 famous mountains it actually has thousands of mountains but there are 100 famous mountains they call the hyakumezon that a lot of uh, hikers will uh, try and strive to, to to climb, and I've climbed so far. I've climbed only about five. So I have about ninety-five of these mountains to to go. Uh, the ones I've I've done are Shibutsu, uh, Adatara in Fukushima Prefecture, um, another Nishi Azu Azumayama in Fukushima. Mount Nantai in Tochigi, really close where I live, and uh, Shirane, uh, also on the Gunma and Tochigi border, and there's there's one more that. Uh, no, no, I think that that's it. That's that's the five that I've climbed uh, so far. But uh, I have climbed other smaller mountains that aren't part of the uh, the Hyakumezon. Um Each one has its own charm and its own. Uh, beauty to it. Uh actually I've recorded a lot of my uh, my hiking trips on video and you can actually go and and find some really um rudimentary <laughs> videos that I made back before uh before I was getting better at, at doing YouTube and, and filming um just with some old cameras that I had. I filmed some of these hikes. So go back uh, through my YouTube channel and you can find, I think, maybe three three or three or more of the mountains that I've climbed. And there's also um, some other hiking trips that you can find on there as well. But anyway, um, so far, the best mountain that I've climbed has probably... Uh, it's its a tie. I think it's either Mount Shirane... Um, Nikoshirane, uh, which is the tallest mountain in the Kanto area, or Adatara in um, in Fukushima Prefecture. The reason why I say Adatara is it's a uh, it's a volcano. I'm not sure if it's dormant or or still active, but when you get to the crater, it's it's unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Um, it was just strikingly uh beautiful compared even compared to the rest of the mountain so you have the base of the mountain which is you know covered in trees like a forest then you start getting above the tree line and um it's kind of grassy and rocky and and you know it looks like that but then all of a sudden near the crater it just changes to you know shades of red and and brown and silver and, and white and it just like dips in um it was really something to behold. Uh, so, Adatara was quite quite a good uh, mountain I climbed. Uh, next was my second favorite, Shirane. Shirane is probably, I, I wouldn't say second favorite. I'd say it's probably Tide being my favorite one. And it's, it's fairly close to where I live. Um, Shirane is, is the tallest in the Kanto region. As I said, and I actually took two different paths going up and down this mountain. So The path I took up was I drove to the Gunma side, uh, Gunma Prefecture side of the mountain, and, and started up that way. And it took me about, I would say, two and a half hours to climb to the top, which is average, I guess, for, for a lot of uh, mountains in Japan. Um, this one was... A little bit challenging near the top, though, because um, once you get above the tree line, it, it gets extremely uh, steep. The mountain got extremely steep, and there were parts where I actually had to um, had to climb over uh, boulders to get through the path, and it was. Um, If you're not in decent shape climbing this mountain is probably not a good idea however i did see some a few older people and even a dog so it's not impossible it's not impossible but i will say if you have any knee or leg issues then this is something that you would regret immediately um, trying to do but uh, i got to the top and unfortunately i didn't leave early enough uh, to get to When I got to the top of this mountain, it wasn't a cloudy day, but it was later enough in the day to where some clouds moved in and blocked a really good view of uh, that you could get from the top of the mountain. It was still sunny at the top, but a mountain that high, you should be able to see all the way to um, Tokyo easily and, and see Tokyo. But I wasn't able to do that because of the cloud cover. It was high enough to where you could see a little bit of the um, curvature of the Earth. So that's, that's really interesting. If you've never been high enough, um, like in a plane or, or on a mountain or anything, to see the slight curvature of the Earth, it's, it's really something kind of trippy to look at. Um, and anyone, anyone out there who's into the, uh, the flat Earth, uh, bullshit that's around on the internet right now. Just have them climb up to um to the top of a- any tall mountain. So, uh, let's see. Oh, hey, we got uh, another viewer in. Uh, what's your favorite hiking trail in Japan? Um, I haven't done many trails. I've just mainly done a lot of mountains. But um, I think Oze uh, Oze uh, is is really um, a great place to, to go hiking. Uh that's at kind of you near know, the base of uh, Shibutsu where I where I went to climb, or at least you could see Oze from uh, Shibutsu. Um there's all sorts of uh hiking trails throughout Japan. Um I haven't really done a lot of those but that uh, is something that I'd like to do. Anyway um top of the top of Shirane was, was great. And I decided to take a different way down the mountain just, you know, I had time to kill. So I figured why not? And as I said, it took me about two and a half hours to climb up the mountain on the way down. By the time I got back to the starting point where my car was, it was probably four and a half to five hours after I left the summit. So uh, it actually took twice as long to go down the mountain as it did climb up. And actually at one point, just when I thought that I was at the bottom, I hit a, a really flat area, lots of grass and, and everything. Turns out there were still lots of mountain left to, to go down. And um, uh, But I went through a bit of a wooded area and then it opened up to this really clear, crisp, blue lake, just right on right on the mountain. And like, if you if you you don't live in a place where you can get really clear water, it's it's crazy to see something like that. I mean, water generally does start to look uh, blue when it's uh, when it's clear. It's not just uh, something that you see in uh, pictures or whatever. You know, so you know, I'm I'm a little bit. Uh, I come from Texas, where all the waters brown all the lake waters brown or green and pretty much all the ocean waters brown for about a mile or so um offshore just because of all the sand so i'm not used to seeing uh, beautiful rivers and beautiful lakes when i do come across it it's quite nice anyway i passed that lake and at this point i'm extremely uh, tired extremely tired but i'm i'm still hiking down the trail to get back to my car and I see a a deer grazing in the woods uh, close by and he's close to the trail, he or she is close to the trail that I'll be uh, hiking on. And I notice the closer and closer I get, the deer's not moving at all. I mean, she's eating grass and she's moving her head around and looking around, but she's not moving her position. And I could have just gone up and pet this deer. And it wouldn't have uh, blinked an eye at me. It wouldn't have thought I was anything different. She she wasn't following me, looking for a handout of food, nor was she scared and and jittery and running away. So this this uh, deer was clearly used to people, but not to the point where uh, she would take food from you, either. That or she was just completely unfazed by by human presence. So I um. You know, I said a little uh, salutation to to her, and then I uh, continued down uh, the rest of the way. But that's a that's a you know fairly uh, normal normal story. I did almost fall off a mountain uh, a few years ago here in Japan, and it was because I was very ill prepared for the mountain that I was going to climb. And I say that uh, because at the time I didn't really have too much experience with climbing mountains and the time of the year it was, I wasn't expecting to encounter some of the things that I did. So uh, roll back a few years. I'm climbing with some friends where we went to Nishi Azumayama Mountain uh, in uh, Fukushima Prefecture, I believe. And this is in June. It's in the month of June. It's, uh, it's not hot outside, but, you know, it's, it's fairly warm. But just in case, you know, I wore um, blue jeans and a light uh, jacket just in case I got cool at the top, which it's usually cooler at the top of the mountains. And I, um, so I, I thought, okay, some nice, um, some nice jeans, little jacket, backpack with uh, lunch. Should be okay to go, right? Well... The first uh the first half of the mountain was was fine except um we we climbed up a trail that was kind of like a ski slope because uh in the winter time it's used as a as a ski mountain but and uh, we were climbing up the ski slope then we started getting into the woods and around this time there were the the most giant like um I guess you could describe them as horse flies they were just giant flies that were just buzzing all around And I'm not talking about like a little, like a cloud of houseflies that you would walk into, which is gross enough. I mean, these things were, um, how do I say maybe about the size of a small bullet or something. That's how big these suckers were. And there weren't just four or five spinning around your head at the, at the same time, there were like 20. So it was, um. It's pretty gross. Pretty gross having all those things. You, you, you know, your fear is you don't want to open your mouth while talking and have them go, you know, like fly into your throat. So um, luckily those, those little bastards didn't last too long. But trying to avoid them, we kind of got turned around in the woods and got a little lost. Um, we were still able to find our way back to the trail, which is cool. A little bit of lost time. Um, once the big trouble though started once we got above the tree line, I was thinking June, there's not going to be anything, um, perilous on the mountain other than, you know, having uh, maybe some steep, steep sides and maybe, uh, maybe a couple of boulders to climb over. No, uh, even in June, the top of this mountain was still covered in snow and this was like an icy, sort of slightly melted snow. And the shoes that I had were worn out old tennis shoes that even the cleats on the bottom were a bit smoothed out, so they weren't, um, they weren't even really good for gripping onto anything. And the trail that we had to go across was on the side of a, of a cliff, pretty much, that if I made one wrong step, I was, I was toast. I was, you know, I would fall two, three hundred meters down to some sharp rocks. And the trail was, you couldn't see the trail because of all the snow. So what we basically had to do was walk sideways against the mountain, hoping to find a trail. And uh, luckily, one of our uh, hikers had a, uh, he had some, either some really, Cleated shoes, or he had some actual snowshoes uh, that he'd brought just in case. And he he led the way, and everyone else just followed his exact footprints. If we didn't, we you know definitely would have had a a, a chance to fall, most likely to our deaths. That went on for about twenty to thirty minutes. So if you if you can imagine the sort of uh, anxiety that kind of goes through your body even just kind of looking down a a steep slope like that and and walking along the edge of something imagine that for 30 minutes and and keep in mind I'm a I'm afraid of heights also so this also doubled my uh, my sort of anxiety doing this um that was that was pretty freaky however the worst is yet to come on that front so um, I forgot exactly what happened, but we, we we got past that certain point. But for some reason, um, I got split up from the group. Uh, me and another hiker got split up from the rest of the group. Either they went one trail and we went another or something. But um, I was able to get to the summit of the mountain uh, just fine. And this summit was actually quite in a weird location, like you, you climb up, you know, some hiking trails and then you see this batch of trees. You walk through this little wooded area and then the summit of the mountain is in this like opening in the grove. So actually it was a really strange um place, I thought, for the top of the mountain. Anyway, I made it there, you know, chilled out a little bit. And then on the return back, that's where things started getting a little bit hairy because I didn't have the the person that was leading the way with the uh with the cleats or the snowshoes to <clears throat> to show which which way I should go and I could visually see where they were at but in order to get there me and one other hiker had to figure out how to navigate through this uh snow and this ice we didn't have any snowshoes or any cleated shoes they were just really ill prepared for that and um just one wrong little step and my shoes were just like slick on the ice just you know one wrong move and I'm I'm gone and in order to get to the trail where we came from we had to climb down um a little sloped area and uh With a stick, we kind of made rudimentary steps along the way. But we didn't know how even how deep the snow was. We didn't know if if it was just a few inches, and then we'd fall through or or not. And we couldn't see where the actual legit uh, hiking trail was. So we took a chance, and we slowly, slowly started crawling down. or climbing down this, uh, this makeshift trail that we made. And the, the guy I was with, he went ahead and he got to the, the, the bottom of the little slope, found the trail, just waiting on me to come down. And there were like uh, tree branches sticking out of the snow. So I kind of used those for a little bit of leverage. And on the right side of me was the trail. And on the left side, it was just the slope kept going down down, 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 until eventually there were rocks. <clears throat> so, I'm putting one foot in front of the other, <clears throat> and what happens? The uh, My foot just slips out from under me, and I go tumbling down the slope. And if it weren't for two things, I probably would have been dead. Uh, one being a, a big tree branch that kind of broke broke my um, tumble I was able to hold on to and then my friend was down um, close enough to grab my leg and so me holding on to one branch and him holding on to the leg kind of pulled me over to uh, to the trail um I was really grateful for that uh because uh who knows what um what would have happened if he if I was alone or that tree branch wasn't there so I'm uh that was probably the most dangerous situation I'd been in on the mountain and from that point on, no matter what time of the year it was I was climbing, I always, I made sure and I, I bought a proper pair of hiking boots after that. And I always prepare um, just in case there's there's a situation like that again. And um, so the most dangerous part was was over, but... I still had uh, some interesting uh, things happen. So we're we're far, far behind the rest of the group at this point. And they're just probably waiting on us at the bottom. So we we made it back below the uh, the tree line of the mountain. There's still snow and and stuff everywhere. So we were just walking down down the mountain and uh, the snow is about knee deep. So we're just trudging through knee deep snow. Then all of a sudden, I take a step, and I just fall through the snow. Um, apparently, there was like a little drop-off, but the snow was the same height near the tree. And I, I stepped, and I fell about six feet down uh, in this kind of somewhat snow, not really a cave, but uh, part of, you know, it kind of collapsed in on itself. And I was able to kind of dig my way out and, and get back to the trail. But, um, yeah, I ended up also falling through the snow and getting completely soaked. So uh, that was the, the extent of the uh, adventure on that mountain. Um, and so far, I, I, haven't, I haven't, had any, um, haven't had any scary experiences since then. No bears, no, uh, no anything like that. Uh, let's see. Internationate. Internationate. Uh, what part of Japan do you live in? I live in Tochigi Prefecture which is about 100 kilometers north of Tokyo. Uh I live in Utsunomiya, <clears throat> pretty medium-sized city in Japan, but it's uh it's close to Nikko, it's close to a lot of nature, so there's a lot of uh, hiking spots around. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um yeah, if if um you guys have any um stories that you'd like to share of your hiking experiences uh That'd be great to hear, but uh, for me, I've only been, I've hiked uh, one time this year so far, and I have a few other spots uh, that I'm planning to do this month just to avoid uh, any and all the uh, snow uh, that may have still been on the mountains. So, Anyways, uh, that's that's pretty much it for, for what I have, for what I want to talk about um, in terms of so a little bit of a short episode this time but no worries Uh, I'll see you guys again for the next one Uh, make sure to uh, like subscribe uh, share the videos if you like it on any of your uh, preferred social media outlets Um, I will be I'll, I'll see if I can try and do this once a week once a week and of course if you guys have any feedback uh at all about any topics you want me to talk about or any questions you might have send them to my email which I'll send below and uh I'll address them in the next uh podcast also uh you can once this stream is done you can find this episode up on my YouTube channel but it will also be available on SoundCloud and iTunes when it's uh, when it's done so uh, if you would prefer to listen to it on your commute or, or anywhere else it, you'll have a nice little podcast to uh, to download as well so yeah thanks thanks you two for uh, joining and listening to my story and thanks for everyone out there uh, listening ahead of time uh, in the future whenever you're listening to this episode thank you so much I appreciate it and I'll See you guys, and I'll talk to you guys next time.